boom ladies and gentlemen with so many things going on in the internet the marketing game needs to be stepping up a bit so if you're looking for a couple side hustles to make some money maybe this episode's for you let's get this one going here we go shut up and sit down look a business can give you everything you want in life prestige wealth freedom it can also take everything away from you this show is for those who are willing to take that risk these are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It could be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Bros Podcast, where we're diving deep into the world of entrepreneurship to bring you expert insight and help you grow your business. Today, we got a very special guest with us. Um, If you're a lawyer, an accountant, struggling to attract or retain clients in a highly competitive market and you want to find it, uh, do you find it challenging to differentiate yourself and stand out from the crowd? Well, if you're sitting in that situation, then you're in for a treat today because our guest is a renowned marketing expert who's cracked the code of success in the professional service provider industry. He's here to share his wisdom, strategy, solutions, and address pain points that you may be facing. So fasten your seatbelts. Let's get ready to supercharge your marketing game. Without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Mr. I should say, the Devin Tracy. And welcome to the program, man. The Devin Tracy. Why not use the Devin Tracy? Probably because that's my website, thedevintracy.com. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. And you know what? It's funny because we were literally talking about this uh, right before the episode, and I thought it it, it's kind of relevant, especially if we're going to be talking marketing and and that sort of thing. Why the Devin Tracy? What's going on with just Devin Tracy? Well, actually, um, Devin Tracy is taken by a like a local musician. Um, and actually, I, I, what I told you is that uh, he's got me beat on the SEO game. Like if you Google my name, you're going to find his stuff, not mine. Um, and everything that I've always done is direct response marketing. And so I haven't really cared much, but I've been thinking over like the last six months. If, if I want to go after that, he's not so big that I couldn't win. So I mean, I'm like, ah, maybe maybe I should like beat him on SEO and then reach out to him and say, Hey, can I buy this domain? Um, I've been thinking about that over the last couple months. And that's the thing, ladies and gents. Like I, I feel like people don't, uh, they hesitate because they think it's already oversaturated, right? Like you're literally here thinking about, okay, do I need to dominate in this space on the online side? Cause I could do that. Let me develop a strategy and then go after that. That's what you wanted to do. Um, and, and which kind of leads me into this first question. You said you started off with direct marketing how do you differentiate yourself? Direct marketing is, is it could be so many different ways. We could be talking about Facebook ads. We could be talking about mail. We could be talking about DMing today. We could be talking about knocking on doors, uh, you know, answering the phone. How do you get in? What, what's your differentiation when it comes to your marketing strategy to help you build your brand and basically launch your business? That's interesting. Um, So I, I do focus... And with almost all of my clients, we focus on direct response marketing, basically because if you're not if you're not willing to spend as much money as a Fortune 1000 company does on advertising, direct response marketing is really the only thing you should be thinking about. Um, awareness campaigns work if you can spend an insane amount of money. Um, so you're you're right. Like 
almost anything that you can imagine being marketing, there's a direct response version of it. There's, you can run Facebook ads, Google ads, Instagram ads. You can do anything digital world. Email marketing is direct response marketing. Um, physical mail is direct response. Door knocking, absolutely. Um, what I do with most of my clients is actually specialized. It's it's specific on what their market is. So I don't really know that I have a strong differentiator in that because my primary service is as a fractional CMO. So it's figuring out what their business needs. Um, but I run a, I, I, in my mind, I, I think of it, I run a, a, a dual funnel marketing approach for myself because I have these uh, fractional CMO clients that I'm doing a lot of hands-on work with. But then I also have the Settle Your Side Hustle brand, uh, which is built around helping people start. And the people who start aren't going to be able to afford these higher services, uh, but I will give them courses or coaching and, and things that aren't as intensive to help them launch. Um, usually in that realm, the approach that I recommend is um, I tell them there's an infinite number of marketing strategies that you can use. Uh, it's important to have a strategy and not just be throwing random tactics at the wall. Um, but if you are a service provider of any form, what's almost always going to be the quickest win for you is running Google ads. Um, yes, SEO as well. SEO is not going to be as fast. So the recommendation I make is run Google ads right now, start building your SEO game up. And in six months, you can turn the Google ads off. Um, but in six months, you probably won't want to because you'll be able to afford them now and they'll be making you more money. Uh, so if you're a service provider, I say almost always Google. Uh, but there's also like organic strategies that almost always work too, that you don't have to spend any money on. Uh, most businesses, if you want to make money quickly, go to expos. Mm. Like if you want to launch, go to expos where your target market is gathering to, to interact and to, um, to network, just make connections. You're going to make way more money, way faster doing that than you are doing almost anything else. Let me ask you about your CMO uh, business model. I mean, the the one that you described was was pretty much like an Alex Hermosi model. Like you were like, look, I want to work as a fractional CMO. I want to work with a company who has a particular path and has a revenue source to actually pay me to do some of these strategies that I'm working on. But in order for me to get there, I need to show myself as an expert and I would love to build other people's businesses so they, they get to the point where they can actually help me. So that's a, I mean, that model right there in and of itself is doing a lot of things for you. Walk me through why that model works for you and, and what you're doing when you're helping people out on the free side and how do you get them to the paid side? Yeah, that's great. So I, um, actually, this is funny because today's perfect timing um, at, at time of recording. Um, I have a free Facebook group where I do live trainings every Monday that are actually value focused trainings. And I know everybody has a Facebook group. Like everybody has a Facebook group. And most of the time, if they do free trainings, their free trainings are like the classic webinar strategy of it's a cleverly put together sales pitch. Um, but I'm actually earnestly trying to build people up. And so um, if you look at like my ascension ladder or my uh, value ladder, however you want to frame that um, on the free side, I have things like the um, like the link that you have scrolling across the screen here is talking. Of, it, it's people can get a list of 50 proven side hustles that work online. Uh, the 11 softwares that I recommend using to do that and access to this group where I give trainings on how to do that. Um, so all of that I give for free and the pitch that if there ever is a pitch and there is going to be a pitch today, by the way, uh, cause we just hit a thousand members in the group. So I got a special going on. If there is a pitch. It's usually to a group coaching program and inside that group coaching program, like I had, I had somebody back in May 
who went from literally not having a business to doing over seven grand in 32 days. Um, so in that, in that group coaching program, I walked them through a five-step blueprint to launch a company, even if you don't know what you want to do yet. Um, and I, I, anyone who tells you they have a hundred percent success rate is absolutely lying to you. The success rate of people hitting the goal that I have for them is usually 75 to 80%. It's in that range. Um, I have yet to have anybody who's disappointed by the program though. Um, so you can look at that and say the people who didn't hit it in the time frame usually, um, are either very aware of why they didn't hit it and it's, oh, well, this happened in life. So I wasn't focused or they're just, it's going to take them another month. Um, is usually what we see there. Uh, from that, then what, what I'm really doing is I'm building people up so they can pay me more. Right. Mm -hmm. So as your company grows, um, you'll be able to work with me in higher degrees and higher levels. I actually have a client this month who signed me on, well, is in the process right now that it's not finalized, but is signing me on as a fractional CMO for them who started out as one of my coaching clients. So they grew to the point where they could do that. And so they're, they're like the poster child of my actual goal. My goal is to get to a point where we're making a lot of money together. I like it because it's, it's like you're hand holding people. Uh, oftentimes what I've found, I mean, your, your interview 1175, I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and we all suffer from this paralysis of analysis every once in a while where we have this idea in our mind and then we start thinking of all the ways that we're going to get it going. And then we start thinking of all the problems and then we start to, we solve so many things before we actually do anything. Right. And I, I feel like the, the model that you have in place is helping a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs kind of, first of all, get your hands dirty. You don't have the resources to go out and hire somebody. You got to get your hands dirty yourself. So you're bootstrapping, um, and you have guidance. So not only are you bootstrapping, saving yourself money, but you're actually learning the material and the process. Uh, and, and then you're going to get them to the point where they're earning and learning at the same time. And then they're going to hire you on because at the end of the day, this is not their strong suit. They're plugging a hole and putting a bandaid on it until they know of an expert who can actually get them to that next level. It just so happens to be that you're setting them up to do that. Um, let me ask you about the digital age, because you talked a little bit about SEO and the importance of doing that, uh, that aspect of, of marketing, but at the same time, the way you have your model set up, it's kind of awesome to see people kind of go from, I am doing nothing to market myself to now becoming visibly online, starting to develop some sort of marketing strategy for, for my professional service. Is there any recommendations maybe you have for people that are just getting started that, at that point? that are lacking that implement, that action step to get them into action. Yeah, so um, actually, so I, I, tell me if I missed the question with this answer, um, it's gonna be valuable anyway, but uh, I, I think this is what you're asking at. Um, the, the way that I structure all of my coaching side of my business is in what's the least amount that you need to do to m move forward. And so I, I used, I've been trying to help people build businesses for like eight years. And I realized about eight months ago, why I was having such low success rates with my clients was because I was overwhelming them. I was giving mm. them way more than they needed. And I was giving them that analysis by paralysis problem. And so what I've been doing for the last eight months is stripping everything back and saying, like, I literally got off a call before we, before we hopped on where the guy's like, okay, so I need to do this, this, and this, what else? And I was like, nothing else. You're done. That's it. Like, and he's like, but I have more time. Like, I don't care. That's what you need to do. Uh, so my like minimal viable actions for marketing 
initially, if I don't know what industry you're in, but you're online, you're trying to build an online presence, are simply going to be um, pick pick one to three social media channels. You don't need to be on everything, um, but make a commitment to posting on most platforms. There is variability depending on the, depending on the platforms you pick to posting three times a day. Um, and you're going to post in three different buckets. You're going to post one that is valuable for your audience. You're going to post one that is actually a call to action of some form, which doesn't necessarily mean that you're asking them to pay you. Sometimes you do, because that's how you're going to get paid. Uh, but you're going to ask them to do something, to take action, um, to build engagement. And then one that's like slice of life, the way that most people use social media when they're not business owners. That way people can get to like you on the platform. Um, so that would be the social media. Uh, then I would say, go to expos, like go to networking events, interact with people, have conversations. Uh, even if your replacement for that is like DMing a bunch of people just to talk that could substitute, but nothing is a substitute for real conversations. And then the third strategy that I would recommend is actually the one that I'm implementing by being here right now, which is just try to get on pack podcasts in your space. Just try to get, because something that's really cool about being on podcasts is that it automatically does help you with SEO, which I just mentioned that I'm not winning at, but I'm thinking maybe I should. Um, but it also allows you to network because usually the hosts of these kind of podcasts are people who have a good network. And if you make a good connection, that's valuable. And there's the potential of their audience crossing over and becoming your audience, which honestly to me is the least valuable of what I just said. I think the connection with the host is what ends up being valuable long-term. Um, so if you're just launching, if you focus on doing those three things for marketing, uh, you shouldn't have to do anything else until you've hit somewhere in the neighborhood of a six-figure run rate. Oh. Yeah, and I, I I agree with that. I'm a second the podcasting, not because I have any bias or anything like that, right? <laughs> but but at the end of the day, like you are literally in the process of creating content, right? Some you mentioned the three, right? You said you said value add, call to action, and then and be human, be part of who you are, because that's how you're going to connect with your audience. I think the some of the other benefits of being on a podcast are your own clarity of vision, your own clarity of your messaging. Mm -hmm. um, you get to kind of hash out and communicate to people because oftentimes you know what's going on in your business. You have this idea in your mind of what the operation is is happening, where you are as a company, what your messaging wants to be. The problem is when you try to communicate that with somebody, it doesn't always come out as clear as you have it in your head. And having that messaging going out on a regular basis is fine-tuning the process and the clarity that you have. And at the end of the day, when a customer says no, it's usually not no as an N-O. It's just that they don't K-N-W-O, right? They don't know enough about what it is that you're doing for you to move forward. You haven't clearly spoken or communicated your vision to those other people's. Uh, and so when, when you're dealing with service providers or, or businesses that are out there, they're trying to communicate this value proposition. They're trying to like effectively showcase their expertise or their unique selling pro proposition. What are some of the struggles that you feel they have, especially early on that you help them kind of overcome? Yeah. So when, when I get to do exactly what I want to do with a client, the first step that I take is building out or, or, yeah, I would say building out a like a, a nine point marketing plan, um, which uh, there's a book by Alan Dibb named The One Page Marketing Plan. And I go through the nine points that he goes through in that book. Um, I I probably got them from him. <laughs> like, I, like I'm not I'm not doing anything truly new, uh, frankly. And he actually admits that he stole all the stuff in his book, too. Like he, he says that pretty directly in it. Um, but 
the the first couple points the first point is the one that you will always hear every marketer harp on and every business owner who's heard it before is like yeah i know that but nobody does it anyway and that is actually building a client avatar like hmm. actually knowing who your target market is and being able to speak to that person um and then I would say the next, the second point is actually ironing out like what your messaging is, which is kind of what we were talking about there. And so one, I don't usually have my, um, I don't usually have my like fractional CMO clients do this because they've usually already done it. Uh, but a lot of times I'll have my, my coaching clients do this is I need you to make a 30 second elevator pitch for your company. Not because I expect you to ever use it in that format, but because I need you to have that clarity on what you do. Hmm. And uh, so the way that I usually frame that is I'll say, um, here's what you say. You know how blank, and then the blank is your problem, whatever problem you solve. You know how these people have this problem? Well, what we do is blank mm -hmm. the exact way that you solve that problem so that the actual benefit to them. And then if you're really good, you add on that, for example, some example of you having done it for somebody. And that, that 30 second elevator pitch, you may never use it in that format. You might, um, but getting that kind of clarity. So you, you can say in three sentences who I help, how I help them and why they want it. Um, yeah. The clarity is so important. The other thing I've learned is, especially from people who sell a lot compared to the people who sell little is that facts tell and stories sell, right? It's good for you to tell me what you're doing. It's good for you to tell me about who you've helped. But sometimes a demo, right, an example of what it is that you're actually doing is going to be much more valuable. People hop on TikTok, people hop on Instagram all the time to learn things, right? Like YouTube University is an actual thing, maybe not a degree that you're going to get, but it's a place where we go to learn some stuff. TikTok is a search engine that is optimizing the same way. We want to learn something. We go on there a couple minutes later, we know how to do something. Um, more often than not, once we know how to do it, we buy from that person because we trust them. And that's kind of the process that you're with. Part of building a business has to do with client retention, with not only acquiring the customer, but making sure that they stay um, for the sustainability of your business growth. They have to be able to come back. So what strategies do you recommend to build that long-term relationship and the loyalty with the clients, once we've started to add some of that value at the beginning and we've acquired them as somebody who's either A, interested or actually bought from you as a customer. Yeah, that's that's a great question. So uh, in my, I actually present it this way where I'll, I'll talk about how most, most people, when they think about marketing, what they're thinking about is specifically, how do I get people who don't know who I am to become customers? And I think that's about maybe half of your marketing budget should be in that world. Uh, but 80% of your income should be coming from repeat customers. So half of your marketing budget should be in the world of client retention because that is actually marketing. And it's actually the most profitable version of marketing. That's where most of our money is. Uh, so one thing that I do is I'll, I stole this from, I stole this from real estate agents, real estate agents. When they get a, a hot lead, they do so, the good real estate agents. They'll do something called an eight by eight campaign, which is over there's so much room for like creativity here, but the simplest, simple state is over eight weeks. We make eight intentional custom touch points. Um, hmm. So yes, I have a, like, I have like a 30 day email sequence that goes out. Those aren't intentional and unique and anybody in my world should know that. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to those, I'm sending personal touch points. And so 
here's a funny example because I have them right here. Um, this is a just a cup filled with like classic rubies and diamonds. Um, I send out lumpy mail, but not to people who don't know me. I send out lumpy mail to people who do know me. And I send out cheesy, punny, stupid lumpy mail. <laughs> Where like um I have I have a um I have a defense attorney who I send out a piece of lumpy mail to them that had a little tiny magnifying glass in it. And it said in it, and it used a bunch of puns about the fact that there was a magnifying glass in it. Um, it's like, we're searching for the answers kind of language. Um, mm -hmm. And it also said in it, by the way, there's a hidden note for you here. And on the envelope, in tiny, tiny font, the smallest font I could, I just wrote, hey, the person's name, you're awesome. But you could only read it if you use a magnifying glass. Uh -huh. um, and what's the point of that? It's to hopefully make them chuckle, but also nobody's ever done that um on a higher degree this is another good example i don't i don't usually say this this is usually a surprise uh but anybody who pays me for any of my coaching programs whether they buy a course or they go through a group coaching program or they go one-on-one -on -one, um i send them a journal without letting them know i'm going to send it to them and it's a three-month journal and the reason it's a three-month journal is if we work one-on-one -on -one, we work one-on-one -on -one for a minimum of three months that's how my coaching mm. packages are set up um but it's it's got my cellular site also brand on it. So it's custom. It's unique. I just self-published it on Amazon. Um, on Amazon, it sells for like 30 bucks. And it's at that price point specifically so that I can tell people I gave them a free thing worth 30 bucks. Yeah. Um, and I'll just send that to them as soon as they sign up. If they sign up for a higher ticket package, I actually send a full care package. And I send them a bunch of goodies I didn't tell them about. Um, and then most people think the answer to your question of uh, how do you how do you maintain client retention is simply doing a good job. It's like, just do, do the work that I promise and do it well. And that's simply not the case. Like if you do a good job, you've met the bare minimum expectation. They wouldn't have paid you. If they didn't think you could do the job. You have to also give them an experience that makes them enjoy interacting with you. And mm -hmm. so these little things are very systematizable things that can create that. The other thing that I do is every time I get on a call with a client, before we talk business, I ask them about their life and I take notes so I can get on, I get on a call with a client and the very first thing I ask them can be when it makes sense. Like, Hey, how did your son's baseball game go this weekend? Because I know that his son's playing baseball and it's baseball season. Um, and I, maybe I didn't know that his son was playing a game, but I know he should have. Right. And so those touch points make them. And I literally got on a call last week, not last, the week before last week, I was on vacation. And on vacation, I got on a video call with one of my clients and the client knew I was on vacation and felt a little bad about it, but needed help. And they also were, they seemed off. And so I just interrupted the conversation at some point. I was like, Hey, are you doing okay? Mm. And they're like, I'm fine. Why? I'm like, because I've had like four calls with you so far and you look stressed and you look tired. Are you okay? And then all of a sudden they open up about how they actually are going into surgery the next day and they're stressed <laughs> out about it. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Um, and so things like that, that are like, that's not in my job description. Like caring about you as a person and making it obvious that I care about you as a person is not what you paid me for. Yeah, I'm gonna, but I'm going to pause you there a second because literally when you're writing stuff down, I'm over here, I take notes so I can remember what I'm going to say, right? And, and mm -hmm. when you talked about the three types of buckets that we should be putting content in one was a value add a cta and then i wrote human and that's 
you know, to me, that's what you're doing here when you're when you're creating marketing campaigns. We've kind of forgot that we learned almost everything we needed to learn in kindergarten, right? And and that's what you're kind of doing here when you're building and establishing these relationships. Now you're doing it on a one-to-one basis where you're sending a magnifying glass, you're you're creating a piece of content that that really resonates with that one individual. But let me try to push you a little bit more. How do I create something like that? that will engage with my target audience on more of a mass scale, right? Like well, more of a more of that digital footprint, because you're right. At the end of the day, if I make you feel like a person that I care about, that's going to create the loyalty that I'm looking for. That's going to create the retention. That's going to become that revenue stream that you're looking for, for repeat business from, from those customers you've already acquired. So how can I do that more on a grand scale or do I even need to? I think that last question was a very brilliant question. Um, no, you you don't actually need to, depending on what your goals are. If you want a good lifestyle business, you don't really need to be thinking much about mass marketing ever, um, because you can you can build a lifestyle business that's making you multiple six figures, completely networking, doing everything personal. Um, you want to go past that, or if you if you want to have an online presence, because um, fair enough. You like I have a I have like I said I have a thousand person Facebook group. I care a lot about it. Um, one of the things that I stopped doing in that group was when I do my weekly live trainings is just doing Facebook lives. Um, and, and what the, the reason is because the, the limitations on how people interact with Facebook lives just made it not as connected as I wanted it to be. So what I started doing instead is doing, um, doing zoom calls and letting anybody come into the zoom call and then broadcasting that live. And that way I can have a real interaction with anybody who shows up because what I think, I think, for example, I think the conversation we're having right now is very persuasive to anybody who listens to this or watches this, that both of us actually care about people. I think mm-hmm. you can see that in the conversation we're having and that, that builds trust and, they, and you can't fake authenticity, right? Um, when you do the same thing in an element where you have some interaction from an audience, if I I see the same, I, you know, I, I got people who love me and they comment on all my stuff and they interact with all my stuff. And so when I see, when I see a message from Keith that asks about a question based on what I'm saying in my live, and I don't just respond to the question, but I respond to the question, well, Keith, with your business and what you have going on right now, I would actually recommend doing this. Um, well, that, that shows everyone who's never engaged with me that maybe they should, because I take time and I care and I remember. Mm-hmm. That's that, and that's huge, right? That's huge. That's not just huge for the client who you're actually interacting with, which gets actual, valuable, relevant information. Um, oftentimes, those also make for the best content pieces because right. that person is not the only one going through that problem. We right. feel like most of our problems are our own, and we're the only ones going through it. But the reality is there are more and more people going through a very similar problem in a very similar situation. And that's really the roadblocks of life that end up happening. So, I, you know, kudos to you on, on being able to interact with people like that because it makes a big, big difference. And, you know, we're getting low on time here. So I want to make sure that if people do want to reach out, they want to get some of this stuff. And I know we dropped it throughout the show anyways, but um, then we can get you know, a few more questions. But before we head out. Uh, how can people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you and what are they going to find when they get to wherever it is you're going to direct them? Cool. Yeah. So um, first you can go to my website, thedevintracy.com 
if you go to forward slash 50 proven side hustles with a hyphen in between each word, um, that'll give you access to a list of 50 proven side hustles that you can start virtually. If you don't know what you want to do, that's a great way to start knowing what you want to do. It also gives you a list of the 11 softwares that I think that you need to launch online. Um, recommended. I Some of them have affiliate links in them. Some of them don't, but they're just the tools that I think you should be using. Um, so if you know what you want to do, but you don't know how to start, that's a great tool. And if you are really trying to grow your business, then it also immediately is going to redirect you towards my Facebook group. And the Facebook group is called Settle Your Side Hustle. There's about a thousand people in it right now. Um, Facebook is probably the best place to interact with me to where I'm most active. Um, just Facebook Messenger. Um, you can find me at Devin M. Tracy on Facebook. Uh, you can also shoot me an email at Devin at windfallelite.com. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. When, uh, email is probably the least effective way to get a hold of me. Uh, so if you reach out to me on Facebook, if you join my Facebook group, if you DM me, those are going to be better ways to get a hold of me. Um, and yeah, what you're going to see is all those free things that I just talked about and a whole lot of... Um, I try to practice what I preach. So I try to post valuable content on my Facebook feed every single day. Um, and so when I say valuable content, I mean things that are actually actionable that you can take as advice and run with and implement in your business. Not just like, so not, I, I do plenty of feel good posts and meta, mo motivational posts, but that's not all that I do. I try to actually give real value there as well. So. The demo, baby. The demo, the examples, the actual collaboration with people who are interested. That's what makes a huge difference. All right, Devin, look, I told you at the beginning that we were going to create a 30-minute episode where we can ask, uh, I was going to ask you questions about you and your business in the best light possible so, so we can create short clips for social media. Man, I'm fumbling through that sentence. What's up? <laughs> uh, so my last question is, what was your experience like on, on the Business Bros today creating that content? Uh, I think it's actually fair to say, as far as being a guest on somebody else's podcast goes, this has been the funnest podcast I've been on. Uh, the experience, the experience has been great. I'm actually taking notes of uh, what you're using as software-wise, so I'm like, I'm gonna be improving my podcast just as from having been on here. So it's been great. Oh man, in that case, uh, I gotta direct you somewhere. And I, do I even am I professionally set up here to do it? Uh, probably not, but I'm gonna pull it up here anyway. So if you are interested, by the way, in creating and um, learning how I run this whole show, go to, let me see, I'm going to set it up here. Um, go to businessbrospod.com. Let me see. I'm just going to throw right here. Boom. Um, luckily, it's my show, so the producer's not going to get mad at me for taking long here. <laughs> <laughs> but it what it is right so i got this ai blueprint uh, that i set up that basically walks through the entire process of how i do the show um including uh, show prep and using platforms like Streamyard, using things like chat gbt uh microphones all kinds of different stuff that you want to do for podcasting so if you guys are interested if those of you who are listening how do you put on a show all the time businessbrospod.com slash ai blueprint if you go to all our social media pages at businessbrospod it's the link in the bio um, it's basically showing you how to create stuff because I know, Devin, you want to create some more content so that your SEO game steps up. Um, you did a great job today on the show. Thank you very much for coming on board. One more time, ladies and gentlemen, his website is thedevintracy.com, thedevintracy.com. Go to backslash 50 proven side hustles, a little hyphen in between, and start figuring out what it is you want to do. I get it. Look, we're living in some inflationary times, and sometimes your nine to five just isn't enough. Or maybe you're just done with that nine to five. 
that sounds like you, then you need to figure out what that side hustle is going to be, figure out who it is that you're going to talk to and start building that side hustle. So make sure one more time, the website is thedevintracy.com, thedevintracy.com, 50 proven side hustles where you can go and join his Facebook group. Get get training from people who are already doing what it is that you want to do. It's the fastest way, the shortcut to get to your success goals. Devin, thank you very much for being on the program. Any final thoughts before we head out? No, man, just thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Awesome, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.